Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget... You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Tonight we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. You know, we're talking about the missing person, biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. Verse 12. Even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for edification of the church that you seek to excel. Remember, what are we supposed to pursue first? Love. And so it should be our heart and our desire to build up the church that we seek to excel in spiritual gifts. If our desire to excel is anything but love and to build the church... If it's to build myself and, oh, look how gifted I am, or look how spiritual I am, or, or whatever. And there's all those motivations. I mean, we can't escape them. You know, that's the sad thing, is that we want spiritual gifts. We want to prophesy because we want to tell them the dirt, right? We want to tell them, you know, this is what the Lord's saying to you, you know. We don't really like it when the Lord says something to us, but we know our own hearts. We know that that there's that temptation to be super spiritually gifted and to have all these powers to heal people and to raise the dead and to, to speak life into people and to correct those who need correction. And, to, you know, and, and we, we have this wicked desire for those things. And that's why back to pursue love and seek that it's to edify the body to build up, you know, to help, to bind up the brokenhearted, to, to set the captives free. That should be our heart that we seek to excel. I think that this is probably something that we have to think about whenever we think about spiritual gifts because our motives can change everything. You know, how we close ourselves down to the blessings of God and close ourselves down to the filling of the Spirit and close ourselves down to spiritual gifts because our hearts just aren't right. And we become more like Simon the sorcerer who wants to pay money to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit than we are like those who would have a, a simple heart like Mary who would sit at the feet of Jesus. And so we have to remember that, that our motives are coming into this and why it starts out with pursue love and that the love is the more excellent way that that becomes supreme and that becomes our motivation and that becomes our idea of, of edifying the church or building up the church that we seek to excel. Verse 13, Therefore let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. And I guess I should pray that. That I would be able to interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I pray with the spirit and I will also pray with understanding. I will sing in the spirit and I will also sing with understanding. Evidently, you can sing in the spirit too. I've never tried that, but that's kind of cool. 
Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen to your giving of thanks? See, again, he's saying that praying in the Spirit or speaking in tongues is giving thanks, since he does not understand what you say. For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. And so if you want to use your gift in public, pray that you would have both gifts. That way you can be a benefit to people or save your tongues until you're in a small group and you're testing out to see if somebody else has the gift of interpretation. And then if if they don't, then that's okay. Then you just leave it. I've, I've been in that group before. About 10 of us sitting in a room. Nobody knew they had the gift of interpretation. Somebody spoke in tongues and we waited and this little quiet girl, she's like, I have the interpretation. And then she spoke it out and it was beautiful. Like I said, like a fresh drink of water when she spoke it out. Everybody in the room. I mean, it was funny because she was just sitting there quietly and everybody else was like, well, when I heard it, I, this kind of came to mind. And everybody's like, yeah, that's cool. And, you know, and, but then when she's like, I have it. And she spoke it, it was just obvious. I mean, everybody knew. Everybody knew that was what it was. So if you want to use your gift publicly or not just in a small group, then you should pray for the gift of interpretation so you can edify the body, the church. And that should be our motivation to to have any tool in our belt that makes us feel special. (laughs) That we we should be able to do it, not just to feel special, but to add benefit and, and bring edification to the church. Verse 18, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. So Paul was a tongue speaker. And yet, it's interesting because at his baptism, it never mentions that he spoke in tongues. You know, and some, when they were baptized or when they believed they spoke in tongues, not Paul. And it never talks about Paul speaking in tongues. He talks about it. It never records a time when he did it. And yet here, he says that he speaks in tongues more than they all. And that's interesting. I don't quite understand what Paul's saying there. If he did it more frequently, or if he spoke in different types of tongues. He doesn't really explain it to us. He says, notice this, yet in the church, and this is probably, we don't have a recording of it, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. And that's a profound statement. Paul admits He speaks in tongues, but he'd rather speak five words. Five words that people can understand than a whole paragraph, a whole marathon of tongue speaking that they can't understand. Five words like, may God richly bless you. Or Jesus died for that sin. Or can I pray for you? You know, those things are powerful more powerful than a whole hour of tongue speaking. Verse 20, Brethren, do not be children in understanding, however in malice be babes, but in understanding be mature. It's true that there is an emotional component when it comes to our relationship with God, and there should be an emotional component. But it's easy to move from an emotional experience, which is where a lot of people operate, into abuse or misuse when it comes to the gifts. We need to be mature. Let all things be done to help, not to show off, not to hurt. In this section, it's a bit confusing to follow this next section. 
but let's let's take a stab at it. Verse 21, in the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips, I will speak to this people, and yet for all that they will not hear me, says the Lord. Therefore, tongues are a sign not for those who believe, but for unbelievers. But prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. Therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place and all speak with tongues, and there come in those who are uninformed or unbelievers, will they not say that you are out of your mind? But if all prophesy and and an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes in, he is convicted by all, he is con- or he's convinced by all, he's convicted by all, and thus the secrets of his heart are revealed, and so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is truly among you. Okay, commentators have just twisted their hair and even said, well, Paul misspoke and all kinds of things. Are you kidding? By the Spirit of God, Paul misspoke? No. It's actually pretty simple to explain what Paul's saying here. On the day of Pentecost, there were a big crowd of people. They went out into the city. They began to speak in tongues, and people heard them in their own languages. They were non-believers. On that day, because of the sign of the gift of tongues... Three and Peter's preaching, 3,000 people were saved. The tongues got them to listen. Peter's preaching convicted their heart by the Spirit of God, and 3,000 people were added to the church that day. So tongues was a sign for non-believers. But what Paul is saying is if you are in a church building, let's say we're in this building, let's say that all, what, 45 of us, or however many people that are here, 30 people, however many, I'm not very good at counting, but if all of us, started speaking in tongues at once. And anybody, let's say, that, let's say that you went to the bathroom, okay? You went to the bathroom, you came back in and every single person was speaking in tongues. Something different, different tongue. What would you do? Leave. Yeah, leave, right? Because that's nuts. And, and maybe you speak French and somebody in this corner is speaking French, but you can't hear past the German and the angelic tongue and whatever else is happening over here. You're like, what's going on? All I hear is Chinese weirdness and you just leave and run away. And I'm never going back to that place, right? Yet, if, if you speak French and over in this corner, Claudia St. Pierre is speaking French in tongues and you walk in and you hear her and then all of a sudden, you, you would speak French? Oh, her husband. Well, St. Pierre. And then all of a sudden, Patty over here stands up and interprets what she said. The other person will be like, wow, what just happened? You know, how come they're speaking in my language? How does she know my language, you know? And, and then when somebody explains it to her, she'd be convicted or she'd be convinced and, and you'd get saved. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.